0: Farmers and ranchers across the country have faced enormous, really unprecedented challenges in 2020. On top of COVID-induced market disruptions, they have had to deal with terrible storms and extreme forces of nature again. Hurricane season in the Atlantic has been really active, a massive windstorm in Iowa flattened millions of acres of corn, and wildfires in the west continue to do untold damage to fruit and vegetable crops in the valleys. Farmers are sure to face even more challenges with the weather this fall as they begin to bring their crops in with harvest. I'm Tom Sell. Welcome to this podcast of Groundwork, where we unpack modern farm policy. This month, we're talking about crop insurance. The loss of a crop ready to harvest could just absolutely bankrupt a farmer. That's why Congress has made the federal crop insurance program Uh, an indispensable part of the farm safety net. Really it is the cornerstone of our farm policy these days. Here to talk about the role that crop insurance plays in protecting America's farmers are crop insurance agents Casey Clipson from South Texas and Jack Tank. Casey's been a crop insurance agent for many many years Uh, again in South Texas. He insures farmers along the coast which has already experienced a number of storms this year. Jack Tank is an agent from Iowa City, Iowa where Hurricane-forced winds in the middle of the country damaged more than 14 million acres of Iowa's corn and soybean crop just as farmers were getting ready and preparing for harvest. Casey and Jack, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for joining us. Uh, I really, I just want to start out by asking, can you just give our listeners, maybe just in 30 seconds, a quick overview of how crop insurance works, particularly for for your areas? And maybe, Casey, why don't you go first, starting from the south?
1: Thank you all for having me um crop insurance is a vital part of 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 the uh agriculture industry in south texas we we live in a a uh, much riskier place in other parts of the country uh to give you an example this year um we ended up with a drought on some dry land down in south texas and uh and, it, and we started with that and then ended up with uh, a hurricane that, that that canceled all crops um uh, very vital um it, it it gives them the financial strength to continue to go to the next year uh the banks require it uh for their operating loans it's just um uh it's a huge part um uh and it's a uh a, a part that's necessary and, and 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 is definitely needed for sure
2: thanks for that casey
1: jack how about how about in iowa
2: you know iowa is a little different story uh, we basically have 95 percent of our people having some type of crop insurance Um uh, most everybody, I, I can't think of anybody I do, I'm sure that's not, that doesn't have 80 or 85, uh, a goodly number of people have 85% coverage, a uh, revenue coverage on, we're talking specifically about corn in this case with our duration thing. Uh, that, the, the big wind event, as we like to call it, was the largest single weather event in the history of the state of Iowa. The largest single. It was over 200 miles long. It was anywhere from 50 to 60 miles wide and right through the heart of our best ground. And uh, the crop was excellent at the time. And so uh, we, we felt, a, a it was just a tremendous, tremendous storm. And we had the highest sustained winds that we had recorded in Cedar Rapids was 143. And uh, that is a tremendous straight wind storm. And so we had over 5 million acres that were affected by this storm. And so it's it's really it's really important to have crop insurance on the bottom side. Uh, many of these guys have specialty products for green snap for corn and extra harvest expense. Yeah. They do have those things, but their mainstay, the main thing they build off of is the 80 and 85% uh, crop insurance based on their historical history as far as yields right
0: federal crop insurance so so jack i just want to drill down on that for a second you you mentioned 85 percent for the the common listener they may not understand that what you're referring to there is like a 15 percent deductible right uh,
2: well actually so- this year it's a lot higher, higher than that because we had a lot of people with uh Let's just say 210 bushel APHs average production histories. That's their long-term yield yeah. uh, history, and, and that's
0: what they expect to yeah. produce
2: this year, right? What they what they have produced historically, correct? And yeah. we were we had a lot of people that had above-normal crops, probably the the best crop they've ever had. So they were expecting 240 bushel in all August 9th, I mean a tremendous crop right. hitting our way, and then suddenly. Uh, so we have a 15 percent or a 10 percent above normal and that now we're going to be at, at, at best uh, at best you know 80, 80 or 85 percent of normal and so they had a bigger deductible this year than they've ever had because the crop on the 9th of August was much larger than their, their normal crop so what you're saying is they're going to lose somewhere on the order of 20 to 25
0: percent of their expected revenue this year before they start getting helped by
2: insurance right and but honestly, still minimum. if you didn't
0: have that insurance it would be an absolute wreck
2: it would be a complete disaster that's why over 95 percent of our i don't I, I think it's 96 or something like that percent of the of the farmers take coverage levels you know mm-hmm. you know today's where costs are where they're at it's just silly not to consider using a real good high level of crop insurance yeah. Our programs. Yeah,
0: obviously Iowa is some of the best farm ground uh in our nation in terms of reliability, productivity year after year. South Texas is a little bit more hard scrabble, challenging environment. Casey, how would how would say the fifteen percent or twenty percent deductibles that, that Jack uh typically writes in crop insurance? How's that compare to uh to your area in, in South Texas?
1: Well, we, we have uh different challenges. Uh through pricing, obviously we we end up on the coast here with with the weather changing, uh, and so our premiums are are uh, probably rated higher, which rightly so. Uh, and so we are leaning a lot, and, and and I guess in the eighteen Farm Bill, we're leaning a lot on the county provisions above, which is the the SCO, the stacks, uh, well stacks before this year, and now the hurricane insurance, right. and 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 that saved a lot of people this year because we were able to buy additional coverage uh based on a countywide uh disaster uh program of a hurricane hitting um and allowing that extra indemnity to cover some of that deductible uh i've got i've got two offices one in in uh, south south texas san benito and i've got one in bay city which is south of um houston and lo and behold we just had another storm you know go ahead it was a tropical storm but it went right through there most of my guys up there were harvested you know, it's very challenging on our end, and and uh, having these uh, abilities to to add coverage and to and to to protect uh, in other ways uh, more than just your individual APHs are are, are vital to our area for sure.
0: So. Yeah, I, I love just talking and helping people, you know, understand maybe just a little bit more the the uncertainty in the business of agriculture. I mean, uh, most everyone's familiar with. A deductible of some sort in insurance, right? Like on a home insurance, it might be one or two percent, and and you have to pay that deductible. You have to have that amount of loss, and then and then and then damage gets covered beyond that. In agriculture, because of the volatility year to year, those deductibles are just very high. And and then Jack and and Casey, as you both explained, sometimes you've got a bumper crop out there in the field uh, that can get wiped out in, in the course of a day. And that, that is just why crop insurance is so risky, Casey. I, w- I want you to just talk a little bit about kind of where farmers were the day before Hurricane Hannah uh, 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 came on and made landfall, and then and then what did it look like in your area after? Just tell a little bit about that about, about that human story and, and the effect upon the businesses that, that you insure these these family farms.
1: Well, uh, so we had a bumper crop uh we we were looking at uh three and a half four bale crop i have a customer that actually was over five bales on some stuff that he harvested he he uh, uh was 5.1 i think is what he got picked before, prior to the storm and and when the storm came in everything in 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 north of us is Willacy county which is uh the upper uh, uh rio grande valley was blown away by the winds and this little storm hannah uh was supposed to be just a category one um and and the devastation that it took and and we uh, there was some potential of people go what well, it's a small storm you know maybe maybe it'll be okay uh and it wasn't it was disastrous uh we the cotton was completely um failed from that standpoint uh whether it was flood waters uh from the amount of rain that we've gotten or um or the wind you know in in the in the drier, drier areas that um that aren't irrigated it was damaged you know, it was it was horrible, and and you know, here's here's customers of mine, friends, families, hardworking people, that that have have everything they've got in this in this crop, and and yeah. now, uh, that it's you know it's at the end, you know, it's all the inputs are there and they they were harvesting, and and then it's gone meaning, or meaning it's ruined or it, it, when, when you it, say okay. all
0: the inputs are there, you mean they've spent a whole lot of money to get it to where it is and that's what you're saying yes. there,
1: right absolutely fertilizer spray you know a- everything um that it takes to to finish this crop they have a great crop two and a half bale crop in the dry land um you know three and a half to you know five bales uh mostly in the in the three and a half bale range but there were some ring, re- guys really ringing the bell and um and and then it's and, and then it's gone, you know, in a matter of five days, it's going and it's going to be a rain event. Now it's a storm uh, and my phone starts ringing. And, you know, it, it's um, it's it, it's very challenging for these guys mentally uh, to know that, um, you know, there's a lot of things I could do with that potential revenue out there. And all of a sudden it's not there. And so they have to look at crop insurance for that standpoint. But, you know, here, here's I guess the other issue, sugar cane. You know, our, our sugarcane growing months are June, July, August. Um, now, it does grow for 12 months, but you really see a lot of um, growth uh, during those months. It's hotter. The days are longer. Yeah. Um, when yeah. the storm came in, you know, you went out to a, to a field of sugarcane and you didn't see much damage. You know, okay, well, it's twisted. It's here. It's there. But it's still up, you know, and it's – but it has basically put it in a shock uh, factor to the plant and uh, we're going to start harvesting next month on Surekane. So those losses, I believe, are going to, you know, un- undetermined at this point by this storm. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. uh, it's, you know, it kind of just dominoes effect itself into, um, you know, uh, the, the, the next couple of months based on too much water, not being able to work the ground. It, it, I mean, it's, it's not just a right now. It's not only just a right now. Here's the crop that's damaged. You know a storm like that um you know generates other losses that are harder to calculate but definitely are there in the future
0: yeah uh, that's a great thank you for telling that story i know it's tough obviously we all watch the news during these hurricane events and see people uh in their homes and businesses um you know, boarding up their businesses, but all oh, with a farm, you just can't board it up. You, it, it is exposed to, to that nature. And w- without something like crop insurance to protect uh, your your livelihood, there'd just be no hope. And obviously, South Texas is diverse, lots of different crops sugar, fruits, and vegetables, the traditional row crops. Jack, Iowa may not be so, um, uh, have so many crops, but crop insurance is so important fully 21 million acres uh, insured in Iowa. Right. How are crop insurance uh, like yourself working just quickly? Like like what happens when a big event like the derecho occurs? Um, how, how are you working to just help deliver uh, the indemnities, the aid that's needed to help these guys go on uh, as
2: they proceed toward harvest on what may still be standing or, or what they can do, how they keep their businesses going? Well, I have the most important thing to understand is that agents sell a particular project uh, product but the company adjusts it and uh, i have in my agency the companies i work with we have excellent adjusters they carry the checkbook you know when you have blowdown situations like we're talking about every field is different every every hybrid is different uh, north south rose took it better than east west rose uh, You have to have a person working with the farmer that understands what's going on and I think that's the biggest the biggest thing that's helped me is that is that sure we've sold them a good product that's very important, but most importantly, I have really good adjusters. They understand the product and they're doing a really fair job of taking care of the of the situation.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, crop insurance, like any insurance, it's a rules-based program. Uh, it's meant to respond in the case of a of a disaster, and you want that that response to be, you know, true, correct, and 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 get the the insured what what they needed. So, I love you're talking about, and thank you for talking about kind of the adjusters and the work that everyone, the the companies, the adjusters, the agents, work together to uh, to stand by the farmer. So I, I want to ask you guys, um, you know, 2020 has perhaps been the weirdest of all years with, with COVID and those challenges. I mean, one, it's remarkable that farmers did what they did, right? Amidst a pandemic, uh, the our federal government said, farmers, you guys are critical infrastructure. We need you to go out there and do what you do, produce crops, because if you don't do that, we're going to have bigger problems. And COVID they did it. they're going to harvest an amazing crop. We've had some, some challenges in certain places crop insurance is, is, is kicking in there. What are the real challenges going forward? and, and just reflect on how uh, how that makes the farm safety net in total uh, is it becoming more important less important? Just, just kind of reflect on where you think we're going from from your viewpoint in Iowa and South Texas.
2: Well, I think in Iowa, uh, we have a we're, – we're talking about corn here and, and soybeans. Uh, we, we have a lot of our beans being exported, and the big buyer, of course, is China. Uh, they're doing everything they possibly can not to buy any more than they have to from us. Uh, we have a pretty sizable livestock export. Uh, the Chinese buy quite a, quite a few uh, hogs. Uh, the ethanol business is a product. You know, we, we really – we really manufacture, quote unquote, other products uh, from our corn and beans. You know, corn has four thousand different products used for it, and um, basically, um, we need to make sure our markets are secure as you can look forward in the future. Yep. And and I think that's you know that's not crop insurance, but crop crop insurance can provide some steady income for growers providing the raw product. But in in Iowa, at least since about 2005, there's been an explosion of uh, uses of our basic crops, ethanol, uh, cob, cob usage for everything from cosmetics to uh, to uh, cat litter, and so, you know, we, we really need to have a real good base material that they know is coming in the door, the price may change from year to year, but they know it's it's there, and we really need to have our government Really make sure that we're treated equitably uh, overseas on our exports, that we are treated fairly with ethanol and treated fairly for some for other livestock products to make sure that uh, they have they have a way to sell their products.
1: Yeah, Jack brings up a great point, and and in in the market side of things because it's been brutal. There's just just hands down since about uh, thirteen. Uh, the markets have, they've trickled a little bit from time to time. And I'm talking about corn and grain, but it's, it's been brutal. And, um, there's, you know, we, we have a little more diversity, diversity here in South Texas where people can plant vegetables and plant, um, you know, other, other crops, um, and, and provide some of that. And what's, what's hurt us this current year, uh, with the coronavirus is the restaurant business is, is gone away. And so our fresh onion market is, um, is was non-existent it was it was good early and then we went into harvest and then uh we um you know everything was shut down and so you know we have uh, and and we we have no revenue off of those crops and and uh, and so for the other government programs, including crop insurance but but cfap and and those are vital to those and, and I think they 've done a good job based on you know reacting to to those things to help m f p last year uh obviously we saw um, uh, a covered commodity protection, which is uh hoping that that trade deal was going to get through, and it did, and now we 're hopefully seeing the effects of that but but Jack brings up a great point. Um, the, the diversity uh, of trying to make our products sourceful uh, to to other other aspects is important, not just for feed or for um, you know ethanol and different stuff like that coming on yeah. but not just for, for the the old style of cattle feed and different stuff um, but right. uh, for the coming coming um, coming into it it's brutal and 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 see this just like in the last thirty days the prices have you know, started to trend upward. Uh, I think um, China made a bit large purchase of corn and, and, and some other uh, products here two weeks ago or so, and we're starting to see some of that. Um, uh, so that, that's important that, that, that those things are continued to be developed. And I have no problem with uh, us, you know, holding people accountable from the government standpoint and, and knowing that, um, you know, we've got to have fair trade, uh, which, is, yeah. which is the direction it looks like we're, we're headed. Um, so, uh, but for the vegetables and the fruit and the specialty crops that we have down here, um, it was very challenging this year, uh, very challenging, uh, because the market went from, you know, some markets go up and down, Tom, you know, they, you know, you'll have, you know, the lower markets because there's a supply that's, that's, um, greater than, you know, we, we have a lot of inventory, uh, sure. but we went from, yeah, we went from, uh, a normal year, you know, of, 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 managing those peaks and valleys in the market for the for the vegetables to no more to to restaurants closing and you you know and and that's that's our big market with with the fresh market and stuff and so very challenging it was uh and it was it was brutal and we're coming out of brutal hopefully into just bad and that's that's what i can say (laughs) about that (laughs)
0: that's a that's a good way of saying it and and i really do like the point too that jack you made i mean farmers want to need to invest in value-added kind of enterprises to capture more of the value of, of, of what they produce. That creates jobs, that creates economic activity in rural America. But they can only do that if if they're secure in their kind of bread and butter uh, business, which is producing the crop. That's a great value of crop insurance where it, where it offsets that risk or it, it, it minimizes the risk, just a base revenue from your crop, which it then allows producers to invest time, energy, resources, money, capital, into some value-added enterprises, you know, like ethanol many years ago, or maybe it's hogs on their farm or, or, or something like that. So that, that ripple kind of effect of, of the economic security that's provided by crop insurance, I think is not talked about enough. So Jack, Casey, I appreciate you both uh, kind of talking about that. I, I want to finish this morning just by asking you, you know, um, obviously, that it's been a it's been a strange year. Rural America uh, uh, has, <laughs> in a very impressive way, uh, weathered and 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 plugged through this this very challenging year of 2020 with the COVID-19 pandemic on top of these weather uh, uh, induced uncertainties. I, I just want to ask you, from your standpoint, what do you think is the single most important thing that, that Congress can or should do to support America's farmers and ranchers
1: right now? Trade. Uh, free markets trade. Uh, very important uh, to, uh, you know, hold our trading partners accountable for um, treating us fairly. Uh, there's not one person, you know, and that's, that's, that's an American value of, you know, we just want the opportunity to be able to, you, you know, grow a crop, sell our crop. You know, we feel we have the best crops. I believe we have the best uh, quality of, of food and clothing that, we, that 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 is in the world, and we just want a fair opportunity to, uh, to market those things. Uh, with that comes challenges, uh, weather challenges, and 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 therefore we need a program uh, at the federal level to help support that main goal of being able to. Um, you know, support fair trade and crop insurance does that um, because we have revenue protections that, you know, we can, if the price falls, we have, you know, a program for that that can act, actually help, you know, it comes at a premium, obviously a higher premium than the premium, I guess, you know, so um, the other thing is weather, you know, uh, I don't know any other job in America that is a hundred percent determined on weather. And I'm not talking about a day off here and there. I'm talking about somebody's entire annual income at risk, you know, because of a uh, of a storm like Jack had, or one that we had here, yeah. or you know the yeah. stuff that goes up the East Coast in Florida, and 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 that that's 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 troubling to manage. Uh, crop insurance is is the key factor into bringing it all together. Uh, when you when when a when a grower goes to the bank or goes to any financial institution, you know, uh, unless they are just globally you know secure, which most farmers are not uh there there's an assignment so all, the, the the when the check comes from the insurance company on a loss, it goes to the financial the check is made to the financial institution and the grower and um right. and so he a lot of times these guys don't operate without crop insurance it, it is vital to the the long term success of agriculture um and and, it, and it's definitely needed you know I, I tell my staff. You know, we don't insure a car or, or or a house. You know, if you have a car wreck, um, you know, you're frustrated. Had a car wreck. I'm gonna go to the rental company and get up. I'm gonna get a little, uh, you know, small car that the rental company will pay for. Uh, it doesn't stop your operation. It 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 just carries. Uh, you're you're irritated about it, but it it, it you know it, it's I still get can go get up and take the kids right. to school and do whatever. We don't do our job yeah, in crop insurance. it's an insurance. inconvenience, but it's not your livelihood. That's exactly, that's exactly, it's an inconvenience. We don't, we, don't, we don't do our job in crop insurance or we don't have this program nationally. Some of these guys don't pay the light bill and it's just that serious, especially when you have a year like, like we had in 2020. And, yeah. um, and, and so it's vitally important not only to recognize, you know, the good job that, that FSA, excuse me, that RMA has done, uh, with the companies, uh, uh, how the programs are to continue evaluate that that program, and and let's let's you know put some some more strength in it, you know to to really help, you know when we need to help.
2: Yeah, you know I think I have a little different twist on it. I've had a grower yesterday call me. He's in the middle of it. He lost a quarter million dollars of the bends on his bend site. He's trying to. Yep. Get ready for that. He's trying this. He calls me and he's so excited that he had a a 62 bushel bean yield. That's a farmer. He's going, you know, this has been awful. He's had problems. He's trying to figure out how to harvest down corn, but he's still optimistic. He still is excited that he, you know, wow, these beans did really well with all the issues I've had. Yeah. You know, that's why he's a farmer. That's why he's a farmer. Yeah and our phones don't light up as much right during harvest because the boys are interested in getting something out of the field. And that's the fruits of their labors. And, uh, you know, that's the positive is that, you know, they've got kicked in the teeth. We've got coverage on the bottom side. They'll be able to pay some of their expenses and go on to next year, but they still get excited about about a, a crop that they, you know a yield they didn't think they're going to have and it, and it comes out higher than they yeah. thought by you know 10 to 15 bushels so that's that's why they're farming
0: I love it Jack thanks for highlighting that that enduring spirit that that you know makes
2: our US
0: agricultural enterprise the family farms that still make it up I mean big small uh, diverse in all ways uh, these are family farmers that that love the work of producing crops to feed a world. We got to get them markets, we need to insure them for all the risks that they take. But I just love it. Thank you, Jack, and thank you, Casey, for just helping us to shine a spotlight on these farmers, but also on the importance of of crop insurance. We're thinking about all those who've been affected by this year's storms in this very strange year with COVID-19. Rural America is resilient. And we'll continue to support one another. That's it for this episode of Groundwork. I'm Tom Sell.